this is Monica, and you are listening to How We Get By, the podcast. Today, I asked an old friend of mine, Antonio, how he gets by, and I really was enlightened by a lot of his answers. Antonio is a father and a husband. He's hardworking, and he has a unique perspective that I enjoyed learning, so I hope you do as well. Enjoy the show. Hey, y'all. It's Monica. I'm here with an old friend of mine, Antonio. Uh, Antonio and I actually met in, um, what, in middle school? Probably, yeah. I'd like to say that. Yeah. I don't have. A, I have an awful memory, but I'd yeah, like to say I remember school. you and uh, Devin coming and jumping on my trampoline. Oh, yeah. All right. And Devin had blue hair. Was that elementary school? No, I think that I was. was I don't think I knew you in elementary school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you lived around me, right? Yeah, I was like on, yeah, like Brownlee, and I think you were on that other one. I was North High Park. Yeah. yeah. No, no. What was the other one? Uh, by Vitalis. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I've lived there since middle school, since oh, seven yeah. or eight. Uh, that was Jackson Street. Okay, yeah. So I remember that. We could also edit that out if you don't want people to know where your childhood <laughs> home was. Um, That's, no, I don't care. Right? Okay. I don't live there anymore. All right. Anyway, it's nice to see you. Uh, to start off the podcast, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Antonio Sellard. Um, I'm married. I have two beautiful daughters. Evie and Lena, and they've uh, consumed my world. It's just pretty much me trying to figure out what I can do for them. You right. Know? Yeah. It's amazing. So they're, you said they're two and four? Mm-hmm. Okay. So is it, is it tough? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a different kind of tough, though. I. It's like, you know, before the girls, it's what can I do for myself or, you know, selfish or... I don't want to, I don't need to deal with anybody because I could just do what I want. And then when the girls come, even like I have some pretty dark views of the world, it's like I brought these people into this world and I have to try to make them survive it, you know? Uh, That's so interesting because I think that a lot of people when they're coming of age are like one of the... I think the darkest thoughts that we all kind of have and go through is like, why did our parents decide to bring us in here? Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And so as a parent, that and also the world is just terrifying right now. Yeah, I know. So, so how do you, how do you come to terms with it? What do you do? So I am, I, I have to get it out there. I've said it to you. I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. So I think like everybody's out to get us. They're, you know, trying to hurt us in this way or that way. And, and I just feel it in my bones, and I feel like the girls are going to have to learn how to grow up and deal with that. And if you asked me, you know, when I was 18, without kids, compared to now, I'd have two completely different views. Uh, so what was your viewpoint then? About how, how to raise kids? Yeah. Probably more of a tough love, cry it out method, you know, uh, deal with it, life sucks. And what is it now? I want to be there for them. I want to help walk them through it. You know, it is shitty, um, but it's the cards we were dealt. Um, we can try to... I'm more of a individual, uh, you know, make yourself better to make the world kind of a better place. Mm-hmm. So I think if I could do my best to raise these girls, help them be strong, and yeah. they can... As far as being a conspiracy theorist, like, can you, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Like, do you have any specific examples that you want uh, to share? It depends on what topic you want to get into. Do you want to talk about Religion, RFK? Ego, do you know anything about RFK? Like, Robert, Robert F. Kennedy? Robert F. Kennedy? Yeah. Um, with the, uh... Like, how he was killed? No, that's okay, one I never Okay, because that's one I've actually been reading a lot about lately. So, if... Y- I assume, I mean, that there's always, I've seen it from time to time. And there's always, like, he was murdered for this reason or he was murdered for that. It could have been 
Did you ever hear of uh it's it was a declassified document. Um, oh, like MK Ultra? Um, it was kinda like that. It was uh with uh Cuba. We we oh, were yeah. war with Cuba and we were gonna say they shot up our schools yeah, or our yeah. churches and yeah. blow up Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Operation Northwoods. Okay. He didn't want to sign it, but his brother did. I heard that. But you, you never know. I, I know. There's so much there. There's so much there. But I was actually, I'm super interested in RFK right now just because of our politics and all of that. Also, like, I'm interested in that in general. And I will say that there's a podcast that I listened to and they explored all of the different conspiracy theories on it. And one of the conspiracies is that the man who they say did it was brainwashed by the like CIA as yeah. like a criminal that was gonna be like a robot that yeah, went yeah, yeah. and so I don't know and I, I can't knock it because now, anything's possible dude I don't know but that that I do <laughs> believe in I think even it, it it's, has many levels whether you want to talk about the 5g towers that electro yeah magnetic yeah. that alters I know, I'm our brain about that, links yeah. applications <laughs> yeah. Disney movies that I know. are subjective you know? So what do you so what do you do then? What do you, how do you help your girls like navigate the world? Well, first I just kind of want to um, work on them, you know, help them, you know. Yeah, because they're young now, yeah. so it's not like you're Two really four. talking to them yet about. Right. I'm not gonna tell them how to <laughs> get a, a business loan or anything like that, pay their taxes yet. But um, I think especially the generations coming are getting more and more out of control, and. You know, they're in a classroom with 30 different other kids. They're, they're going to have to navigate through a lot of different personalities. And I want them to kind of like be true to themselves, but understand that they're going to run into issues of people with problems and yeah. to try to deal with it. Makes sense. Get through their day. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I think that's all you really can do. But it's cool that you're thinking about that because yeah. some parents aren't, <laughs> you know, so that's awesome. Well, you can call me crazy too. I don't right. think that you're crazy. I really don't because I think that in this world, I think we need to explore conspiracy theories. Yeah, I, I wear that title proudly. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, trust me, I just read a book about the um, the history of the CIA. So, yeah, you want to talk about conspiracies. Yeah. Holy fuck. We yeah. could talk about Iran and Iraq and that. You know, <laughs> like it's just all yeah. of it. It's It's fucked up. So, yeah, no, I get it there there's wild shit and uh it's hard because we're so far removed from it so yeah. it's hard to really get an idea of yeah. like what's real and what's not well so do you want to do you have any like mental health struggles specifically yeah absolutely um so i uh grew up drinking tap water and milk which i think is a lot of yes. cause of my problems <laughs> i they have you know, fluoride or the pharmaceuticals or whatever, I think if you, it's a touchy subject, but I think if you, at a young age, you know, developing and, and you're altering things or altering chemicals at an early age, it's going to affect things. affect you. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, I tried, I, I had, they, I didn't like going to see the doctor, but one time I went, he gave me something for anxiety and depression. I might have took it a week, maybe two, and uh, it did affect me, and I was worried about long-term effects, so I stopped taking it, and then I tried to work on, I tried to work on dealing with, you know, I know I'm anxious, I know I'm depressed, well, why, mm -hmm. and what can I do to fix it? Um, it's still going to come day in, day out. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get rid of it. Yeah. I think depression is... is our soul's telling us you're you're in the wrong you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And and what choice do we have though? We have to do a nine to five, you know, you have to pay off the debt you accrued right. you know, in your childhood. You have mm -hmm. to be in the rat race. It's gonna come, it's gonna happen. Just kind of accept it a little more. I know I'm feeling like shit. I don't wanna talk to anybody. Let me you know, why why am I thinking about this? Why am I you know, am I in the past? Am I in the future? Where am I? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I think it's just yeah, it's a side of a, a side effect of our culture right now. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't it's know how you could not. Yeah, I, I don't just know. I didn't read an article, but I seen a, a title, which yeah. is a, a famous thing. 
that people are just kind of getting, people are fed up. There's like no way out. We see where we're in and we're just done with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like everyone's kind of getting hit at all ends. We're getting hit on a personal level because a lot of us can't like afford our bills and yeah. we're in debt and there's all kinds of personal struggles that we are all tired of and then we have the level of terrorism and yeah, right, all the right. shit that's happening in the news which is terrifying and then we have forest fires everywhere like it's yeah i don't know i mean it's i'm trying think, to find ways to find hope but it's it could be hard i think that's systematic too i think they want to push fear down our throats every single day yeah i know I know. That's the thing, too, is, like, a lot of people are like, you need to turn off the news. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you need to it. not look. I'm like, yeah, recommend. you're right. For sure. Well, it makes sense. So thank you for sharing that. And then I think some of the questions that we have will follow up with yeah. those themes. So I'm going to get started on the first one that I have for you. And... Okay, so what steps can a person take in order to keep their mental health in a stable place, especially when they're taking care of kids? So, again, I think we kind of touched base on it. Accept that it's going to come. Don't wait for it. But know that you're going to get hit with these things from time to time. It's going to happen. Try to still be present. Try to think about the other person, you know, like maybe I'll get, you know, I, a good example is I'm trying to get out of the house and, and be in an appointment, which I'm always late because I never care about time. So I'm trying to get out of the house. We have to make this appointment. And one of my daughters wants to put her, you know, get dressed herself or put her shoes on herself, but we have to go and I don't have time for that. I have to stop and think, you know, this is helping her learn how to be independent rather than me trying to get to this appointment and, and getting upset about it. Day in, day out, things like that. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. So do you ever lose your patience? Oh, absolutely. So what yeah. do you do? I'm, I think, especially with technology these days, we are, we're all kind of losing our patience, mm -hmm. whether we're in the car, whether we don't want to wait for uh, food or we can't watch commercials anymore or mm -hmm. yeah I think uh, patience is a big deal to me it's not something I think I'm gonna focus on changing I think I'm just gonna I like to be more at ease I don't want to rush I like to keep that mindset you know I'm not trying to mm. maybe if I'm late it's because I missed a car accident I was you know exactly who knows something yeah I mean, I, I talked about that, too, in the la with the last person I interviewed. Just nine to fives are hard for me, like, especially because you have to be there at, like, the minute. Like, yeah. it has to be. Like, if you're there at 9.03, then you need to, like, figure out what you're going to do about your timesheet because yeah. you will get in trouble, you know? And then they have the, like, like, I was at a place with the three-point system, you know, two strikes, three strikes, and that's it. You, you can't live in a... That's like a prison or a school or something. You can't live in a place where you need to be... I mean, if you want and live like that, be punctual, be 10, 15 minutes early every day. If you can, if you got nothing else going on and nothing else is yeah. going to pop up in that day. I know. Great. I know. But to be reprimanded for it or... It's tough. And I do have, like... I mean, they, if people are very... They try to be understanding about it, but it's my own anxiety of the situation. Like, I'm like, I know that this is going to be an issue, so now all of a sudden I'm already anxious, and I'm yeah. starting the day that way, and it's just too yeah. much. So I absolutely get that. In times that you lose your patience afterwards, how do you, like, yourself come to terms with, like, I lost my patience? Yeah. Like, well, sometimes it happens rather quickly, like, while mm -hmm. I snap there. Or sometimes it's, you know, a few minutes, a few hours later. Well, like, my wife will tell me immediately, you, you know, relax, what are you doing? Um, but my kids, I, you know, maybe I'll go back and say, you know, Daddy, sorry, I I wasn't thinking, and I was, you know, anxious. I was trying to, you know, be here at this time, and I apologize. That's nice. But it happens. Yeah. It's going to happen. Well, yeah, and I think that's life. Yeah. I mean, they're going to go through the same things with themselves. Yeah. We all do that. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. It's the way, like... 
I, I mean, I worry about that if I do have kids in the future because I'm hard on myself. That's not helpful either. If you do have a moment of weakness or you yeah. lose your patience, whatever it is, I mean, you know, you have to come to terms with you're human and mm -hmm. that's going to happen. Yeah. So. And that's another thing too. You, you, you start to think about if you are going to have kids, is there qualities of myself that I don't want to pass down? <laughs> How would I do that? Well, first of all, I think, again, try to work on yourself as best as possible. You can't, it's hard to be in a relationship or take care of somebody else if you can't figure yourself out. Not that it, you, it's... It's a work in progress, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I try to, I try to see the things, don't change for anybody else, but if you see something about yourself that you don't like, you know, try to work on that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, by the time you have kids, maybe... You could acknowledge that it's happening and let them know, you know, I don't like, I'm sorry I did this. Yeah. It yeah. happens. Yeah, I think it's so hard to, uh, you know, we always want our parents to be perfect. So mm -hmm. then when you are a parent, I imagine it could be a lot of pressure. <clears throat> there was a quote I, I heard. I don't remember who said it. I think it, I was listening to Jordan Peterson. He might have. I'm not sure. Or it could have just been an old quote. If I can remember it. Uh, something like, tough men make good times, good times make bad men, bad men make worse times, worse times make tough men. It's like a never-ending cycle. Wow. If you're in the shit, if you're in a positive light, it's going to come around and go around you. If you, sometimes when your parents are shit, and you grow up in shit, you become a better person. You know, if I was a rich asshole and <laughs> bought my kids everything they wanted, you know, yeah. they might be little shits. Yeah, you're right. It's a good way to look at it. I like that. It's awesome. You said that uh, when you have kids, like, the struggle, it's like a, I don't know how exactly you said it, but I think it was like a better struggle almost. They get less selfish. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's I, I'm I'm a selfish person. I'll I think be the we first are to admit that. Yeah. I think I think it's important to take care of yourself and try to figure mm -hmm. out what's good for you. Don't get into a relationship where you think this person's gonna complete you or, you know, fix this in you or kids are gonna fix this in you. You know, try and figure out what you want first. And I did that growing up. I definitely took care of myself. You know, I did what I wanted to do. I said yes to things all the time. You know, yeah, let's go do that. When you have kids, it's kind of like, I would love, I would love my kids to be passionate about something and do that if that makes them happy. So I need to make sure they have a place to come home to. So I have to do the nine to five job, put away my, you know, uh, a passion or hobbies, make sure that they have what they need so that they can go out and enjoy their life. Right. You know. So it's, uh, you, you have to put away things. But then do you feel like the love that you've, I'm sure that there's, because I feel like when you have kids, like everybody knows this, but then I feel like people are happier. Like it's oh, almost yeah. like you're like, no, you're, but I don't mind doing it because A, B, C, and D, because kids are magical. 110%. <laughs> the best thing I ever did was have these girls. It's, I, I, Life wouldn't be the same without them. It wouldn't be as as much love, as much enjoyment, and they they'll you know knock you back in your toes every once in a while. <laughs> let you know like yeah, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it's a different it's a different kind of love. It's a different kind of uh, needs. My sisters are now having like starting to have kids, and so I have a niece, and then I have two more either nieces or nephews on the way, but I don't know, just the energy that kids bring, it's just, I I mean, I don't want to say that I used to like not like family gatherings, <laughs> but I will say that they are 100% better now, yeah. like that I have like these little kids to, they teach you and they are, yeah. they really just bring a positivity that I just don't think they have this don't. imagination that's just untapped by us yeah. anymore, it's, yeah. yeah. And it's, I'm not, I'm, pro, I'm not rather a social person. You know, if I have to, I will. Mm -hmm. um, but, but the kids bring a whole new level. 
you know, it's... Yeah. So that's really cool. Well, do you want to ask one of your questions? Yes. They're going to be tough ones. Okay. But... That I had to come up with on the spot. <laughs> I know, because I never tell people in advance. Do you love yourself? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I have to say that yes, I do. But that's recent. Yeah. That's very new. But I think that... But you had to think about it, right? Yeah. And I think I've had to think about it because it's, like, such a newer thing. And it's not, like, solid, you know? It's not... Yeah. I wouldn't say it's, like, a solid foundation. But, yeah, I think recently I've realized, like, the power of even just, like, let... Like, I... I had a really tough time when I was growing up, like my, it wasn't that my parents were, you know, bad people. They were really great people, but it was just a lot of different circumstances and moving parts. Just people have struggling all around. And so there weren't really a lot, I don't think there was a lot of time for emotions or trying to figure things out. And so for my whole life, I think I've been very confused by my emotions and as a result, try to just always push them away and then get mad at myself. And then I've just like hated myself for so long just for having very human emotions. Yeah. So it wasn't until like recently, but I've been doing a ton of like you were saying like you need to work on yourself first and that is something that I like is I've been doing the work you know like reading a bunch of books therapy mm. just all spiritual stuff just all kinds of shit to try and get a grip on myself and I do think in the past just be so mad at myself for anything that I did that wasn't even wrong, but standing up for my emotions, yeah. being like, I can't be in this relationship because it hurts too much. Like, then I would spend months being like, why couldn't you have been stronger? Like, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And now I feel very much I can sit with myself and be like, no, girl, you did, like, the yeah. right thing. Yeah. Like, you're taking care of yourself for once. So that, I do feel like, yes, um, there is a level of self-love that is coming. That's kind of like uh, my, the way I operate like the conspiracy theories, you you read this article, you read the opposing article, you try to meet in the middle, see what makes sense to you, mm -hmm. what works with your day-to-day -day life or the way you think. Uh, and, and that doesn't mean it can't change. Five years, we change constantly. Right. Five, ten years, it's going to be different thoughts, you know. Absolutely. Different views on why we operate or what we do. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's ever-changing. And I think as, if we start accepting our quirks, our unique things yeah. doesn't mean you're not don't ha you know I think people that's the issue with social media people have an idea in their head of what a relationship's supposed to be or how happy they're going to be once they get in one get the house the fancy car whatever you know uh, ideal setting right. you know yeah. what they're supposed to have but I, I don't I think if we work on ourselves and figure out what we want we could enjoy the uniqueness about us and there can be somebody out there multiple people out there that love the quirks you have yeah you know that not that they're the same person as you like me and my wife are yin and yang but we complement each other mm -hmm. uh, on how we operate one of the biggest things too is if you can't learn to love your quirks then how do you expect right. anyone else to learn yeah, to love why them would they? yeah you I, hate them. yeah like why are you it's like being like i hate that pizza but i recommend it to you yeah, right, right. <laughs> so like you could just be like no when someone's like oh this smells like shit do you want to smell mm -hmm. it like no so yeah, yeah i agree um how about you do you feel like you love yourself yeah yeah, yeah i do i um probably the last Oh, yeah, my, my wife will attest to that as well. <laughs> I told you I was selfish. Uh, probably the last, uh, I want to say, I don't know, five, eight years, um, it was me trying to figure out what makes me tick, what I like, why I react the way I do, if I can help the way I react to things. I, I've just become more accepting of of the the weird things about me or the unique things about me rather than trying to act like this in front of this person or don't say this in front of this person mm -hmm. I am who I am if it doesn't work with you we don't have to be acquaintances we don't have to be friends it's a hard lesson to come to though <laughs> yeah yeah um, 
I will say that the times that you and I have spent together, like, in the past, and I think there were times after, like, college, and I don't, or maybe during college, but I did always feel that you had, like, a strong sense of self. Even growing up, I felt that way. I don't, again, I have the, my memory is, is shit, but I remember specifically, we went, I don't know if we were going somewhere, we were driving in the car, and you said, I like how positive you are. And you actually got me reflecting on myself, like, why am I positive? Why am I enjoying life right now? What is, why am I not depressed in my room right now? Uh, you got me thinking. I, I never forgot it. It was just, it, it was significant to me that it was something you acknowledged and said it out in the open. That's so cool. That makes me really happy. I actually think I remember that exact yeah. moment, maybe, possibly, because I remember being very anxious, I think, in that moment. And I think when, I don't know if it's the same one, but there was a moment where we were driving and I was super anxious. And I think you were saying, like, you need to chill. Like, everything's <laughs> fine. Like, there's nothing wrong right now. And I I took that as, like, a really cool thing. Because I'm like, okay, this guy has something figured out here. Like, yeah. he knows, like... And I think that was a very significant moment for me, too. So, uh, yeah, kudos. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I love your podcast. I think it's Thanks. important that we discuss it it doesn't have to be good things or bad things but at least let's talk about it right that's what i feel i want all kinds of perspectives you yeah. know like if you have a good grip on mental health or i want to talk to people who think that they don't even need to think about mental health because i think it's more ingrained that than people realize yeah. you know so that self-love i mean i think you always you're you had like a very strong sense of growing up like your heritage and you know you're from Italy, right? Yeah, my father, my father uh, lives in Italy. Um, I think that actually is what affected me the most. Like in many, many different instincts, but initially, you know, I would say, you know, women need to grow up knowing a strong father or a loving father. Uh, I think it's the same for men and their and their mothers. I had a strong mother, very strong mother, but my father left at a very young age, and that probably molded the way I think in in some aspects, or you know, react to different things certain ways, uh, or push things away. We we reconnected about 16 years old uh, through a family member, and I went out there. Not only did I meet him, but I got to see a different culture and see how they operate and see a different. You know, it's one thing to say, you know, I want to, you're on social media, I want to take this trip to Australia or something, but to actually go there and see a different perspective, a different culture, mm -hmm. uh, it, was, it was pretty significant for me. Yeah. And I think that, that really... What do you think it taught you? Like seeing a different culture or my father? Uh, you could, whatever. I was thinking the culture, but yeah. you could talk about either. So we... I think the most significant thing, this was around high school, and I don't know how it was for you, but for <laughs> me, my favorite color is purple. You're afraid to say your favorite color, you're afraid to say your favorite band, you, you're afraid to wear this or act like this, because you want to impress people, and I'll never forget, one time I was, I was walking down the hallway in school, I just, we, we grew up pretty poor. I begged my mother for uh, for shoes. I don't remember what they are now, but they were like a, a name brand shoe. They were so ugly. <laughs> they were like white leather on one side and green suede on the other. The most ugliest shoes you've ever seen in your life. I couldn't wait the next day to, to wear them in school. And I was walking down the hallway, and I think I passed the girl... You know, where you're walking long ways and you're coming up to each other just to pass each other. We weren't talking or anything. And I was like, oh, she's going to notice my shoes. You know, this is going to start a conversation, how cool I am. And I noticed she looked down uh, right before we, you know, we met. And it kind of popped in my head that she's probably thinking about what's going on with her or this doesn't look right or, you know... Her own Her version own of things. the shoes, I guess. Yes. Yeah. So it kind of stuck out to me like, 
we all have these things where we don't need to say I believe this to impress somebody tell them how you actually feel and then your circle will become people who accept how you actually feel yeah you don't need to go out of your way to that that you knew that in high school is pretty impressive <laughs> <laughs> because I think that came somewhere in my 20s so yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty awesome Alright, I'm going to move on to the next question, and that is, okay, so this has been brought up a few times throughout, like, my podcast, and I have not interviewed anybody who has kids yet, so I really okay. wanted to ask you this, but there seems to be this general belief among people who don't have kids that people who have kids don't struggle with mental health because they don't have time to struggle with mental health because they are busy cooking for their kids like taking care of their I've had several people say to me like maybe if I had a family maybe if I had kids yeah, yeah. you know like I wouldn't be thinking about this shit so much like they don't have the luxury of thinking of that shit that's a that's a hard thing to to acknowledge um it's hard because, like, you have two things. Like, you either have kids or you don't. Yeah, and you yeah, can't, yeah. like, have somebody who has both to tell the difference. First, I'll say that goes back to don't try and get into a relationship or have kids or buy a house because <laughs> you think it's going to fix you. Right. That's, you're going down the wrong path. <laughs> yeah. 110% no. I think... I, I don't want to say it's a heightened, but you probably have to... You probably go through things day-to-day -day more frequently or, or or a more heightened state uh, just because it's you know if I'm if I'm depressed and I'm sitting in the room and I'm just you know binge watching shows or playing a game or trying to detach from reality in some way okay but when you have kids you need to be present you need to be positive reinforcement you know you need to help them get through their day so you can you could say in a sense that I don't have time to deal with it but one way or another it's coming back to you if you don't deal with it now it will blow up eventually mm -hmm. so you have to make time for yourself still you have to deal with whatever's going on in their life but you still have to make time to to balance absolutely <laughs> if you can't if, if you're fucked up it's going to fuck up everyone. Yeah. But I was actually just thinking about what you said before, like, about the appointment. And, you know, you realize that, like, she needs to learn her independence and these skills. And so I'm actually thinking that maybe it's actually the opposite of what we've been thinking about. Because your mental health problems are going to come out to the forefront. Because you can't lie to yourself about what's happening up yeah. here when you have a child and your actions may reflect that. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it definitely takes away ego a little bit. Yeah. You know for certain you're affecting the child, either in a good way or a bad way. You know you're doing it. So mm -hmm. you need to you need to acknowledge it. Well, I'm really glad I asked you that question because <laughs> now I feel like I have a different perspective on it because that is something that people say a lot. And I don't think it's true. I mean people No, who have kids I was even shocked when you said it. I yeah. was surprised. Yeah, it's been like, like life's easier once you have kids. Yeah, like, it's not even that. It's like it, life is so hard that you can't think of like your own difficulties. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think also people who, for me, I have a hard time understanding even what your life is like. I mean, I do get what it must be like to have mm -hmm. kids, and I have sisters that have kids, and you know, I have an understanding. But for me, I'm like, I have such a hard time taking care of myself. Yeah. Like, how do you take care of another child, let alone two? But I think it's something that when you do it, you do it. You know? That's one thing I I try to focus on. Um, I'm not, just the way my brain works, I'm not like, I don't favor, you know, social, uh, you know, I have a weird way of thinking, so I don't connect with a lot of people. But I, I what I wanted to fix on myself was try to be more empathetic, mm -hmm. try to think about you know, what this person's going through or how they're dealing with it. Um, so that's kind of the way I've been communicating with my girls, you know, if, uh, I can't think of an example, but I don't know if they want a toy or something, 
You know, they really wanted. Like even the shoes. Think about, you know, your sister or this person, you know, maybe this toy will make them feel better or something, you know. Right. They're having a tough day. So you were saying that, like, you don't maybe necessarily have a lot of social prospects because you have a different way of thinking. Is that lonely? Could that be lonely? Oh, man. I, expect me growing up the way I am, I love it. I love being secluded by myself and my own thoughts, thinking about things. I think it's so important to detach, sit down, meditate, whatever you want to do. Just kind of think about what you want or what's going on in your life. You, you can't go day to day running around for this person, for that person. You know, You absolutely need to put yourself in a little box from time to time and reflect or anything you want to do but you need to you can't I think it's so important and I I favor it I um I think even the idea of relationships monogamy I think it's gonna be a thing of the past honestly I think it's gonna be more of an open love kind of a thing with generations to come uh, I think, you know, the idea that you need to find this perfect person and buy them a diamond and buy them a house, it's, uh, I think it's more of a consumer I, I, idea rather than a significant portion of your life. Uh, but I think you absolutely need to, to detach. And I'm glad that you said that and I'm probably going to listen to that clip for the rest of my life. <laughs> Because I am somehow a mix of introversion and extroversion, and I do know a lot of people, and I love to visit with them, but I have a very hard time finding that balance because I also like to be by myself yeah. and get lost in my thoughts, and it's hard sometimes when you have the pattern of being extrovert, extrovert, and then you do take that time, and you're like, no, that's actually been like the last week of my life. I've had to literally be like, no. Yeah. And I, it was because I was having panic attacks every time I went out. And that's my body's way of saying, like, you need to do what you need to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. It's hard, but I think that's something I'm working Can on. Can I ask you what, um, what gets you going? Like, what's if you're in a situation where you're going out with your friends, what, what gets you anxious? Is it something continuous or is it different each time? Um... No, I think it's because when I'm out with people, I like to give them my complete energy and really be in with like them and give them my undivided focus. But after a while, it's just the energy drains from me yeah. because I think I'm putting so much into it that by the time I'm like, oh my God, I need to go home. Yeah. I don't know. You need to recharge your batteries. So yeah. you're thinking about that before you even go out? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, because a lot of times when I go out, I feel like I'm just running. Yeah. Like you got to be like on point in the yeah. spotlight, give yes. them a good show. Yes. Good time. Yeah, and that's something I need to work on. Yeah. Because it's not like other people are expecting that. That's my right. expectation that I'm putting on myself. Also, it depends on the group you're with, but I'm if better you're draining, if it's... it could be yeah. somewhat toxic. That is something that I need to, like, I've been very bad at, because I'm always, I'm very, I want to help people, so if somebody's toxic, I, I don't get, like, the helper, like, I'm going to change you, it's more the, I want to be your companion, yeah. and, like, not leave you hanging, Yeah. but I'm learning that that's not always the greatest thing, and. Well, if you don't, if you, if you didn't level yourself out yet. Yeah. Then you're just draining from what little you've had. Right. And I think that there are people, though, that, you know, if I go to their house or if people come to my house, I'm fine. But it's also a lot of, like, going to bars or, like, places where there's a lot of people. It's just too much for me sometimes. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but I think it's just, like, overload, sensory yeah. overload. Yeah, I have that thing, too, where I'll, uh, this is something I work on, and it's not the same it was from 10 years ago, but I will go through a scenario in my head that never even happened you know if I'm out or you know this person walks in or how am I gonna deal with this or if this happens the scenario never happened and I'm playing it out in my head rather than even being present with whoever I'm out with uh, I'm thinking about what could happen mm -hmm. and it's yeah sometimes I'm I mean, just like I, I know that I don't want to go out 
but I feel like I need to for others. And I think that's where the anxiety oh, comes to. Yeah. yeah, that's horrible. I know, I need to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> I am working on it. I mean, it's it's good that, you know, you your personality wants you to, to help people and assist mm -hmm. people, absolutely. But, again, I think, you know, if you're in a good place, you're, you're much better off helping somebody else. And if you're going out just because you, you think, think you need it'll to assist, help. yeah. Yeah, I'm working on it for sure. And I think I'm getting better assume, at it. Assume you could even do more damage if you're trying to help somebody and you're, and you're going through a bunch of shit. It's true. It's a good point. Yeah, I think I had this lesson too where uh, like I would answer like the phone when I wasn't in a place where I could answer the phone. And then every conversation would end negatively. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, somebody's just like, and somebody's like, well, why do you answer the phone when you're in that mood? And I'm like, because I want to be there for the person. Like, <laughs> you're not being there for the person. Like, yeah. call them back Yeah, later. right, right. Yeah, yeah, so that is a lesson that I have had to learn, and I'm still learning. But do, so I really do want to touch upon, like, the free love thing. Do you think that works? Uh, right now or in the future you mean? Like, yeah like just what are your opinions on that because I do agree like and I do see a trend between like later generations and now it's like this open love thing yeah. and like and even me like I feel in my life that has worked in certain contexts but then in other contexts it hasn't worked so yeah, I yeah. you know so the way this is just my opinion I'm, yeah yeah like, again you take this source you take that source you put it together you see what makes sense to you I'm not a doctor physician psychologist <laughs> I'm not a therapist so so, my opinion, first of all, you have this, like I said, you have this constant fear being thrown at you day in, day out, whether it's the news or social media or these, these negative views of, of the world. Uh, it's, it definitely affects you on a day-to-day. -day. And we, throughout our lives, we're going to change significantly. Every you know, five years, you could be a different person. The way you think, the what what you care about, it's going to change. The idea that you're going to be with one person for the rest of your life is kind of crazy. The amount of times you change throughout your life is significant. Let me let me say, I'm in love with my wife, and she <laughs> is my rock. Uh, and I, there's nobody in the world. I I completely gave up on relationships right before I met her. I I was I was done. Uh, that being said, it's it's psychotic that we're going to force ourselves to be in a relationship that you don't like or or you completely grown apart uh, rather than I'm with this person because they're affecting me in a positive way right now I'll change this person will help me along this journey I'll change you know down down the line and it could be uh, you know more than one person you you, you can't you're not gonna stop have ha, having a love for another person and not in a sexual way but you, you're gonna find new people to to care about to love and, right. and to connect with constantly mm -hmm. and you're gonna change too that could be different in five years you're gonna you could hate that person they, they were there to get you through that journey and then it's yeah yeah I do agree I think that there needs to be more of an acceptance of letting go sometimes if that time comes. I think I agree. I think for me, I don't know what the mindset is or what's right or what's wrong, but what I can figure out is that if I'm with a person and I feel like we're monogamous and it's going great, then that's wonderful and I love that. But by no means am I going to force myself to be in a union of some sort because the government tells me right, to right. when it's no longer good for anybody's yeah. well-being. So, yeah. I think that's that's another, like, that's... A consumer ideology is that you need to be, by law, connected to this person for the rest of your life, which is going to cause friction. It's going to affect the way you raise your kids. It's going to affect the way you go into your day in, day out. Mm -hmm. You're if you're constantly at battle or constantly in, in a toxic situation, even if if you're feeling if I'm feeling positive. And then, you know, you come in, you're having a shit day, and you just bring it all on me. That's going to drain. You can oh, yeah. never get to a better state if you don't detach, if you don't, you know, fix it. Right. It's just going to be continuously draining. It's, there's no positive. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And <laughs> do you have another question? I do. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one.
what would you do for peace on earth? Mm. We all have this idea what they think the perfect place would be. What would you do to get it there? What is your idea of peace? And how would you get us there? Mm. I, I think there needs to be like more meeting like meeting of different cultures of different people like it, ways to we are able to speak to anybody around the globe and yet we still just stay in our little yeah. bubbles and i think it's so detrimental because we have all of these preconceived notions about the enemy and who this person oh, yeah. is and who's that and they have their own preconceived notions about what the enemy is and you know, we talk yeah. about terrorist attacks and all of this stuff. Like, they have their own reasons for doing what they're doing, whether we want to agree with it or not. And I just feel like it would be so much better if we could find a way, somehow, to just be less, like, defensive and seek out retaliation and revenge and, and work from these emotions of fear and anger and rage. And instead, if we could find a way to collectively just maybe take a deep breath and yeah. then it's way more complicated than that obviously but I'll connect more not just over social media but yeah you know physically be there and see you know a culture I think is is very important I'll I have a weird view on religion or spirituality but I don't want to offend anybody I'm just being open yeah yeah you know we're born here, and it's mostly uh, Christian or Catholic. Uh, in the Middle East, I, I mean, you're born into it. You're raised under that ideology. Uh, what do you think? We just got lucky being born over here that we, you know, picked the right one. Uh, so, and, and we have this, even especially social media, where we're we're hearing this side of the story. They're hearing this. That was the most significant thing to me. It was uh, when I went to Italy. It was around an election. I don't remember exactly, uh, but the United States was saying one thing, and I go to Italy, and they have a completely different side of the story that I never heard before. Uh, really opened my eyes. So, you know, what you're hearing, what you're listening to, you know, has an effect on you. But if you go and you see the way somebody else lives, let you know that maybe what you have is is pretty good. Right. Yeah, and, and I think it is just trying to find that understanding somehow yeah. because there are reasons, like, whether we agree with the reasons or we don't agree with the reasons or we think it's all bullshit, there's anger there, There are, there's intensity, yeah. so what do we do about I, it? Even right now, you see half the people don't want to go into another war and the other half the people want to kill people in Iran. I know. It's, you you know, I, I don't know. want to say 50-50, but I know. you have some pretty tense right. ideas going on right now. Yeah, and it's like acting on those tense ideas rather than trying to rationally yeah. come to a conclusion. So, yeah, I think that there's, I mean, and then another experience that I had is like when I moved to Milwaukee, segregation there was insane. Really? I I didn't realize that before I moved there. And uh, they have, like, really bad tensions between, like, white and black. And really? they have, like, their city is basically split, like, 50-50 almost. Like, just the way that they, it's, it's crazy. I could go on all day, but the reason, what struck me the most is that none of the community, like, none of the communities were talking to each other. Yeah, that's the issue. And, yeah. and when you get it, when, when they get us, not they, uh, when they get us, fighting with each other when we stop communicating we stop looking at the other person's perspective or you know how they think we just it was all anger a battle, yeah well yeah it was all anger and i had to work in that you know the black part of town and i experienced a lot of very like rageful things well, <laughs> and um isn't that interesting though in a different part in the united states you went to a different state and You've seen it, how how it was in their culture. Mm -hmm. Somebody put it there. It's not like oh, yeah. we did this ourselves. Oh, if we yeah. weren't taught history, would we, you know, still right. be so? It's it's it was really eye opening for me. It, it was a 
it was different. I mean, and it was, I under, I didn't necessarily understand, but then since then I've like sought knowledge and I do understand, but there is a, a miscommunication. There's a miscommunication between Republicans and Democrats. There's a miscommunication between just everyone is so polarized yeah. and I think there needs to be a way to clear up those Yeah, and don't be, how you react, I think the most important thing I work out with myself is how I react to things mm -hmm. immediately. Mm -hmm. um, it's, let's try not to make a, a decision immediately. I mean, we all make snap judgments, and we, but sit down, relax. Uh, yeah. Let's figure out why you feel this way, why I feel this way. Let's not, it's just arguing or snapping back at people without communicating at all. I think it, the most significant thing we can do as a civilization is communicate. Yes. Social media is good for that reason. Right. Well, they, yeah, we have so many sword. ways to communicate, but we are lacking in communication yeah. skills. Yeah. Also, you ex you just talked about history, and I have to say this. I found out that they don't teach history in elementary school anymore. So if we're getting to our uh, I'm scared. conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a huge issue for me. I kind of had a panic attack about it. Do you it. know who the Federal Reserve is? Yeah. So they print our money. Yeah. Uh, they The only place that doesn't have a centralized bank uh, is Iran. Uh, it used to be Iraq, Afghanistan, North Korea, Syria, Libya, but now they all have centralized banks, so they're good because we uh, brought democracy there. So Iran is the last place. We, the Federal Reserve makes money on both sides. If we're in a war with Russia, they're giving us money for our missiles. They're giving Russia money for their missiles. They they're making money. The longer it goes on, the better, and it's at interest. So they're printing money out of thin air. That's not backed by anything. I'm sorry if I'm. This no, is please. My, I'm interested. It's not backed by gold anymore after like 1970. It's just they're creating it out of nothing. When they give us the loan, it's at interest. So it was money that didn't exist to begin with, <laughs> causing inflation. And they're adding interest onto it that doesn't exist. There's no way to get out of this. So the Federal Reserve actually determines what the Department of Education teaches the kids. It's my theory, which I'm sure I could back up many ways, that the dumber we are, the more we're fighting, the less we're going to realize what's going on or, or how to communicate better or, uh, you know, be more loving. But if, if they're raising I aggressive, know. idiot people, <laughs> I know. that's what you're going to get. I know, it's terrifying. This common core thing, parents can't help their kids teach it to help them. It. We just had the first students that went four years with it we placed like 30 something in the world like we're we're one of the dumbest countries out there Good. for for a first world country <laughs> we're pretty down there that's terrifying yeah i didn't know about the history and i found out the other day and i'm pretty sure that's the most terrifying thing i've heard i, I think people are probably going to start homeschooling more more one-on-one -on -one, uh, schooling and I, I, I to be honest, I think a lot of my education came after. Yeah. Oh, me too. I didn't learn dick in school. Yeah. I didn't care about it. I didn't, right. That's true too. Like I didn't care, but I also don't think it I wasn't learned. significant. It wasn't no. important. I didn't retain any information. No. I had one teacher. I don't remember her name. She had MS. She had MS. I think she taught like English or psychology Kilmer? or something. Kilmer. Yeah, maybe. Uh, she she introduced me to uh, Thoreau. Love this lady with all my heart. That was like the first time I remember paying attention in class mm -hmm. and and she created it it wasn't like a part of i don't know any you know high schools teaching henry throw yeah to anybody it's not you know add this together minus this or or the right. way the stars move or <laughs> right teach us something significant that's going to yeah. help us in our life right yeah and i also think a lot of the education for me was like this was uh, Galileo's theory, and then you and then you memorize Galileo's yeah. theory, and then but you don't know what importance no, it had. Like, memorized. what did it do? Yeah. Like, why do we care? Like, what you know? So yeah, I think there was lacking, and that's something that I've been really trying to figure out, rack my brain on how can I figure out like how to get education to not go away yeah. because it's terrifying. But 
that was probably the biggest thing with me. I, I don't retain information that well. If the, if if a topic is important to me, I'll have to read it and, and, mm -hmm. and view it many, many times uh, to to retain it. If it's not important to me, it, it doesn't... Yeah. I might remember a line or an answer, and that's it. It's gone after the test. Mm -hmm. so, right. I don't so even know what I'm learning. That, I just remember like, the answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's a big... All right, well, I have one last question for you. Let's do it. And that is, what keeps you hanging on? What keeps me hanging on? So, I love this podcast, and I've heard it uh, each episode so far. I don't want to be rude. Don't I'm an me. honest person. Okay. You can hate me if you want to. I will not hate you, I promise. I don't agree with the idea of suicide. I think it's a way... You're, you're set in this place where you might be fixated on the past or you might be fixated on the future, but you, you can't comprehend that time is going to happen, that things are going to change. It could be a week, it could be a month, it could be a year, years down the road. Things will change. Money's going to come and go. Debt's going to come and go. Where you live is going to come and go. Who's in your life is going to come and go. I think, I think it's almost like I don't want to deal with this right now and you're making a decision to never deal with anything ever again or appreciate dealing with shit you know I, I appreciate the shit I went through because it created me it made me who I am yeah. you know uh, but uh, to, to answer the question through through my day-to-day -day, you know I try to see I like to try and be more empathetic see the positive in people raise my my daughters to to love life you know to to get enjoyment out of it even the shit get enjoyment out of the shit you know it's helping you in some way you needed to learn this good times make make bad bad men right i don't know why you thought i would ever get mad about what you well, just said well because i don't want to say like you're you're a lesser person if you tried or or or, or you know, that happened or that's yeah. the thinking that you have yeah. i don't want to say that right i don't mean that Especially at a young age, if teenagers think this is my world and this will never change and it's always going to be this awful, or, or I, I was this one person, of those why did you? Yeah, we all were. <laughs> yeah. We all were. But just acknowledge that time happens. You know, we're we're still moving through. Yeah. Things change constantly. Yeah. I and think how you yeah. deal with it is significant. How you're reacting to it. The reaction thing is huge. If you're just, me. this is the worst, this is shit, I can't get out of this, I'm never going to get out of this, this is my life, I'm going to be surrounded by awful things, you're probably going to stay there for quite some time. Yeah, it's like the law of attraction. You attract yeah, who you absolutely. are. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's something I definitely uh, think is, I think that's really a great way to look at it. Like these these are making me who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I also do think, like, when my thinking has gotten that way, which is, you've said this a few times throughout the um, interview, but it was, when you feel that way, it's like a symptom of your soul being sick. Yeah, I'm in the wrong space right now. Yeah, you're the in the wrong space. Yeah. And, like, I, so the last time I got really bad like that was in Wisconsin, and I was, like, in this situation yeah. where, you know, I was dealing with all these new social constructs that I didn't understand and also you know I was working for a tobacco company which is wild it's totally out of line with who I am yeah. as a human being and I was doing it because I wanted the financial stability yeah, you know it was just and you know like I look at it now and I was like you know I could hate myself for making that decision because I don't agree with working for tobacco companies um and that's a personal thing but, like, I knew going in I didn't really agree with it. I did it for the wrong reasons. Now I know that. Yeah. Now I know that, yeah. like, this is, you can try to do that, but it's going to... It's going to affect you. Yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah. So, yeah, I, a lot of times now when I do start to get that theme of thinking, I'm kind of just like, what what needs to change that you're avoiding changing? And not to go back to it, but that is, to me, that's the hardest things for me to deal with because I have kids. Because... You have to make decisions that's going to hurt your soul to help your kids have a better life. You know, and, and it kind of, hopefully the parent, it consumes the parent's life, how to help their kid 
you know, yeah. make their kid a better person. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's hard. If, and I think it's not our fault. I think it's civilization that kind of created this world we live in is ridiculous. <laughs> it should not be life. No, it, is it can't not be. Sustainable. We, uh, the cost of living is ridiculous. The uh, eventually we're gonna get automated jobs. Or I mean, yeah. how are we gonna continue down I this know. path? Is beyond me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's, we shouldn't have to choose. Do I want to be happy or do I want to have a roof over my head? Yeah, I think that's what we're all grappling yeah. with right now, to be honest. Everybody's pissed off about it. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think a lot of these, like, unrest and these changes and craziness throughout the world, like, it's terrible, but I feel like it's almost, like, what has to happen. Like, sometimes, like, certain things, but, like, there is a certain destruction that may have to happen for us to realize that oh, we yeah. need to, like, I don't think forward. we could move out without some and, destruction. Uh, it's sad, though. And I want to end on a hopeful note. <laughs> so, I guess. Well, you though, have to break things down to build them up. I know. It's you have a to part destroy of life. yourself a little bit. It's a part of life. Yeah. So maybe that's the hope. Is it supposed to happen that way? Accept the bad. Okay. It's, it'll. How it'll do you do that? How do you? Okay. Can you give me advice? This is my last question for you. I have recently realize that I have a lot of fear in my heart that I am carrying around <laughs> and that I need to figure out how to not have that. Fear? Um, yeah. In what sense? Like decisions? You of make? every, no, like of like, like I have fear of just so many things like not being able to trust people. Like yeah. Being afraid of what could happen, like devastating things that can happen just yeah. all kinds of fear and i'm like this is why i this is something i need to overcome so this is significant and this is what i'm i'm trying to help with my kids inevitably by by the age of five we've created an ego uh, based off the things that happen in our lives you know somebody beat us with red hair or, or <laughs> yeah. somebody left us or you know mm-hmm. you know whatever your ego is going to come I highly recommend this movie. It's called Revolver. I thought it was an action movie with Jason Statham. Yeah. It was <laughs> it's called Revolver. One of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, Revolver. So, you, the voice in your head that you think is you, is your ego, and he's the one with the fear. He's the one. To, you know, don't do this. Don't don't go with these people. Or th- I don't want to do this. If you can acknowledge that that's not you. That's just things that happen in your life that make you feel this way. Kind of try to take control over that. I'm, I, I'm not gonna listen to you anymore. I'm, I'm gonna, if I have a gut feeling this is bad, okay, I won't go there. But if it's just this could happen or that could happen or this, no, stop listening to that, please. It's, uh, don't be afraid to say yes. Don't be afraid to go out. Don't be afraid to say no. I want to sit on my fucking couch and eat Cheetos. Whatever you want to do, uh, acknowledge that your ego exists and tell them no. Tell her no, yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I so appreciate your point of view and you being here, so thank you. Thank you so much. I love this. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I had a great time. Uh, It was good seeing you again. Yeah, you too, and I wish you all the best for you and your family. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Antonia. This week's recommendation is hyperbole and a half. Unfortunate situations, flawed coping mechanisms, mayhem, and other things that happened by Allie Broche. I love this book. It is... uh, A lot of memes that you would see online are, I think, some of her drawings, but it is a graphic novel maybe comic style I don't know it combines art and writing and it's fucking amazing and there's a great chapter about depression that will make you relate in a way that you're like whoa this girl gets it but also make you laugh which is awesome as well (laughs) so that's all I have for you today As always, please remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you wanted to leave an Apple review, that 
always helps uh, other people find the show. If you wanted to be on the show, please feel free to reach out to me at any time. Uh, Contact me if you're interested in making a one-time donation to the show for equipment. I can explain to you how. The music that you hear in the beginning and the end of the episode is by Joe Burke. He is a great musician. His shit's on iTunes. Go check it out. You won't regret it. I hope you have a wonderful week. One last thing. I said that it's on iTunes, uh, Joe Burke's music, but I'm not sure about that. I meant to say Spotify. So, all right. Speaking of his music, here we go. (laughs) 